Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome back to this week's episode of The Armory. Sorry that we are laughing as we entered this beginning of this podcast. Ileana just said, you're a joke, right to me. (laughs) Because you were going to say a joke, and you said, I don't have any jokes. I said, you're a joke. Yeah, so my wife's been very kind to me today. (laughs) Anyway. It's been a long day. (laughs) Sorry that this episode's coming out a couple days late. We thought in the spirit of Labor Day, while we are kind of celebrating the social and economic growth in the country, Labor Day... Is that what that means? Yeah, Labor Day is kind of a celebration of all of the advances in labor that have happened for many years in this country. So we, like we celebrate that line. by resting. So we rested. <laughs> That's not really what happened. We got busy. Life we happened. Did not rest. Really we were busy. not resting. No, life in ministry, life as a school teacher, all these things. Pregnant. <laughs> being pregnant is just, it takes a toll. So we got busy. Podcast is coming out a couple of days late, but. We're here. I shared on Instagram. Hopefully, we can get ahead before the baby comes, so people aren't yeah, like so not having any episodes. For those of you, is there anybody actually listening? I don't know. A lot of people actually listen. Surprisingly, <laughs> I, I check every once in a while. It's more a lot more than I thought. Okay. Here's the thing, though. If you're listening to this episode right now, and you've been listening since the beginning, you, I think at one point we talked about having multiple episodes prepared. Maybe we didn't mention this. I think we did once in the I podcast. I think we did. We're like we're a couple weeks ahead. So. Yeah. The, the the goal would be that as you're listening to this podcast right now, it's we've already rec- we recorded that weeks ago, yeah. and it's coming on. Just so you know, we have yet to do that. This is the 15th episode. Is it really? Wow. It might even be more if you count like the very the first like thing, bo- thing or some whatever. But we are going. We are living on a week to week. <laughs> we're living paycheck to paycheck with this podcast. A day it is, by day. It is a bi-weekly we to bi-weekly thing. <laughs> we record and then release it the next day. We record and then it comes out a couple hours later. <laughs> no, but okay. maybe this will be the change. Maybe. Well, we're not going to have a choice because baby comes soon. The baby has to be on the podcast. That's why I bought a third mic. <laughs> That's funny. What's the joke? <laughs> I told you there's no jokes this episode. Oh. Maybe he's going to be on the podcast. Anyway, we're excited to be back. And we definitely have a new topic, one that we kind of a little different than some other things we've been talking about lately. But yeah. I think it's. I don't want to say less biblical, but. Well, it's so certainly not any less biblical because we're going to try to analyze something that's, yeah, really that's pervasive in the world right now yeah. with a biblical worldview, which is what we try to do with all yeah. these things. Yeah. But we're talking about self care, yeah. which is, I feel like it's for the past like five years has been a pretty common phrase self care. Yeah, self care. But let's put a more biblical yeah. bent on it, and we'll call it a theology of leisure. Yeah. So. Is that too many words? Leisure, theology of leisure, theology of rest. We'll talk about it. We'll see what happens in the <laughs> in the uh, the titling. We haven't. We've yet when to it edit gets this released podcast. in one hour, um, <laughs> maybe it'll have a different name. If you're listening to this as it's coming out, we recorded about an hour ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So our last our challenge from last time, which seems like forever ago. Mainly because when I did this, it was like forever ago. The challenge was to either attend church, do something face-to-face at church, meet with someone new in your church, something along those lines. Because we talked about how community is important to be done. 
in person. So yeah. hopefully you were able to do that. Hopefully you were able to connect with someone. I know we've been having a lot of fun meeting new people in our church. Part of that's easier for us because we just moved. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully you've been able to do that and it's been fruitful to you. Yeah, well, while we did not start attending a church or doing face-to-face because we were doing that, we definitely, I feel like in the past two weeks, have met a ton of people, which has turned into going over to people's houses, getting getting lunch. Being like busy, that. not releasing podcasts. You're not I'm All these kidding. things. So, <laughs> no, it's been good. If people in the church are listening... Thank you for bringing us over and giving us food. Yeah. Don't worry about us being busy. Please still invite us to do that. If anyone listening to this podcast preaches with any regularity, pro tip, if you mention that you're new to a church and you will always accept a free lunch in your sermon, people will flock to you with free lunches or dinners. That's exactly what happened to us. Matt said, and we love I said it as a joke, and now I almost wonder if it was a mistake. No, it wasn't. I love it. That's true. We love meeting people, and hey, free food. Yeah, maybe if you're introverted, you wouldn't like it. Anyways, okay. So, what is self-care? Yeah, That's what should, you said we were going to we talk about. That. We yeah. should We probably should define it. So, I actually looked it up. Oh. I looked up the definition today. Usually, you do that. So, okay. I looked it up just on Google. I don't know actually where this came from. I think it was like just the first one. Webster Dictionary. dictionary. The updated version. The updated version. So, this is what the world calls self-care. If you look up the definition online... Okay, obviously you're probably not going to find it in a dictionary in real life, but online, if you look it up, this is what it says. It says the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in a particular, in particular during periods of stress. I got it out. That's a lot of words. Basically, taking an active role, so being aware, knowing how to do it um, with your own well-being. Um I think the thing that we start to see is they define that own well-being based on your happiness, based on um, kind of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you look up kind of different parts of self-care, it can be all of these things, right? The world says it can be just asking someone for help, right? Um, it can be spending time alone, um, right? Setting boundaries, things that we would say are really healthy, right? Also, something that I think self-care in the world pushes for is putting yourself first at all times so self-preservation yeah or like yeah self just like it's all about me all the time analyzing even even if it's not like so you're saying self-care isn't just like i'm going to do this today to care for myself it could be throughout my day throughout my life i'm i'm looking out to protect my well-being in any situation exactly when i respond to someone anything great yeah is that what you're saying yes that's what i'm saying so um like when we talk about self-care and when we look at the worldly perspective and as we talk through this podcast of why maybe is it a negative thing that the world has kind of created for us, at least in our culture here, right? Why has this become so prevalent? I think one of the main reasons driving that answer of why it's so prevalent in our culture is because it's easy for people to gravitate towards wanting themselves to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. We live in a world where it's really easy to as the Bible would say, feed our flesh or be prideful, right? Yeah. In certain things. And so um, when we say things like when you hear people talk about self-care, maybe just start to be aware of what are they actually talking about? Are they actually talking about those two words, taking care of themselves? Um, They might be, but what that has turned into has been, right, this idea of always putting myself first, um, maybe at the expense of others. And I think... That's kind of what we want to talk about today. How do we how do we do this? What does self care actually mean? What should it mean for the believer? Um, but 
that's kind of how the world's defining it. Yeah. And I think you kind of have to ask the question, okay, the world has a definition, but is there any any validity of taking this idea of self-care seriously as believers? Right. Like, what, how did the Christians respond to, we live in a culture that is dominated by self, self-care, all this stuff. What, what are Christians doing here? Um, and the answer is not th- throw it out. Like, right. like, this is garbage. We have to move on. Don't take care of yourself. You know, we do live in a hedonistic culture where all of us, you know, generally gravitate towards making sure we are have maximum pleasure. Like in life, we want things the way we want them, all that stuff. But as a Christian, how do we look at this issue? Um, and I think it's very clear that protecting our health um, protecting our bodies, like that is something that is not foreign to scripture, right? <laughs> we're a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in us that we receive from God. We're not our own. Like all these different things, our bodies were created in God. Like we are created by God, for God, for his glory. Mm-hmm. So we do need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, it would there, you it would be hard pressed even to do some great hermeneutical gymnastics to find in scripture where we're supposed to abandon taking care of our bodies, just taking care of ourselves, making sure that we're healthy and all these things. That's just not what you're going to find in scripture. Um, especially when you dive into like who we were created to be. Um, and you know, Christians aren't foreign to the stresses and the busyness and all these things in this life. Like (laughs) we gotta, we can't just pretend like, Oh, you're a believer. You're not stressed. Yeah. I was reading, this morning in Matthew, you know, I was talking about, you know, that passage, do not be anxious for anything. And, and like, you know, that's something that believers have to deal with, like anxiousness, right? That is not a command to say, do not be anxious, go about your life, period. Yeah. That command is, hey, we're, we're, I'm telling you not to be anxious, but here's the deal. You're only going to find that kind of satisfaction in me. The response right. is not, do not be anxious, go figure it out. The response is, come to me right. and find relief for all these things. Um but the thing that's different for Christians, where I think the, and you just brought this out in the definition, is that the way we care for ourselves can never be done as believers who truly believe what the scripture says. It can never be done with any selfish motive. Right. And we see this in Philippians 2, um, specifically 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Um, everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. And I think... If you think about, it's almost that whole element of self-care as instead of being Christians being so concerned with how we care for ourselves, what if we were just overly concerned with how I can care for so-and-so, how right. I can care for others? And the church comes together as a biblical community, honoring God, we're caring for one another. And if my, my main goal is not self-preservation, but instead it's how can I just love my brother or sister in Christ in a way that cares for them, ministers to them, nourishes their soul? And the hope and prayer is that that's happening in a back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, biblical community, yeah. where others are doing that for you. And I think that kind of perspective of self-care is something that shouldn't be foreign to Christians at all. That it, That's something we should celebrate. Like, you yeah. know, maybe self-care, that's the hot topic word, right? Maybe that's not the best word to use to describe how Christians need to look at it because, you know, what's that word right in the front? It's self. We're already poorly oriented the wrong way yeah (laughs) but the concept of caring for ourselves but specifically how can we care for others that is not foreign scripture at all yeah and i think too like something that we have to do all the time as christians we talk about this i think before on this podcast is holding two things at the same time to be true right and so we've talked about this before like 
Jesus is fully God, Jesus is fully man. Those are two things that are true, even though they may seem contradictory. I think one of these aspects that's maybe not so clear in scripture, but that we kind of want to talk about right now is how do I care for myself and care for others? Because the reality is Jesus Christ calls us to do both of those things, right? And so we might see more verses in the Bible about caring for others, probably because we need to hear it, right? So, but we also have love your neighbor as yourself, right? So there's this concept of, well, if we love ourselves a certain way, hopefully our motive is to be focused on others, right? So not this worldly standard of, okay, my self-care time means that I'm going to put myself first over other people in my life. But especially as Christians in the body of Christ and your church family or in your small group, how can we do this in a way that is taking care of ourselves, but really because of the way that the Lord has asked us to do that. Yeah. So... Yeah, so we looked at Philippians 2, right? Doing nothing out of selfish ambition. Um, and it says, not looking to our own interests, but the interests of others. And hopefully those things are being reciprocated. So hopefully you're yeah. not at a lost cause, like trying to do this for other people and nobody's fulfilling this back for you. That's just talking to people today who are dealing with that, right? That's a really hard, not fulfilling like place to be struggling. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you're in a healthy community where that's being reciprocated. But... I kind of want to talk a little bit too about um, when we talk about self-care, we mentioned at the beginning, it's also leisure or rest that we need to talk about because... Yeah. Let's put a biblical word to it. Leisure, rest. Yeah. Because I think that's really what people are looking for. So in the world, when people are saying they need self-care time... That's a good point. The idea of what what people are really looking for. Right. Like when you talk about self-care, it's almost like we're using a good thing as an excuse to be selfish. Right, exactly. Yeah, that is, yeah. That's <laughs> Maybe you weren't saying that, but when you said that, it just sparked in my mind, like, what are people actually looking for? Yeah. Some people are really just trying to find an excuse to be selfish people. Yeah. That's, and keep going. I don't, and yeah, and like you said, well, maybe we haven't said this, but it's not that all of these things are bad, right? We're not throwing everything out. So I'm sure there are some people who maybe have never thought of self-care from a biblical standpoint and are sitting there reading a book, right? Or watching a movie or How something. How dare they read and a book? Like, that's obviously not bad, okay? That's not what we're saying. But <laughs> what I think is actually being searched for and looked for in the in the world when they're saying they need to practice self-care is they're looking for rest. They're looking yeah. for peace. They're looking for comfort, maybe. And they're just like, hopefully, maybe, they're what they're doing is they're putting Band-Aids on things, right? So mm. they're saying, I just got into a huge fight with my spouse I need a me day where I go to a spa or I need to go to golfing right and then they come home and the problem isn't fixed with their spouse they haven't actually resolved anything what they've done is said okay I need to take care of myself and not put somebody else before me so this is how I'm going to handle it so that's a good word let's change that framework then and say okay what's a foundation actually for rest and for care for myself and for others and so I want to look at Matthew 11 28 to 30 where it says come to me all of you who are weary and burdened i will give you rest take up my yoke and learn from me because i'm lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls okay that's we've heard this verse before probably if you spent time in the church christ is saying come to him who are those who are weary and burdened okay at some point or another you've probably felt weary or burdened Mm. Or like you're not finding rest, okay? This can be rest physically, right? Rest emotionally. All of these different ways we need rest. But 
he's lowly and he's humble and that's where we're going to find rest in our souls so not only were in philippians earlier were we called to be humble and consider others more important but we're also called to find that rest in jesus christ who is the most humble servant out of everybody right and so i just don't think that you can move forward in knowing okay how do i practically what does it look like practically for me to rest or for me to experience leisure or for me to take care of myself if the foundation hasn't been laid to find that in Jesus Christ. Not only because his scripture says it to be so, but um, because it is just life-changing, right? Like we've seen that. We've seen, I mean, like you see what it does for a marriage or for a friendship or any sort of relationship for that matter when instead of putting yourself first and saying, I just need to figure this out by myself. I need a me day, whatever you're calling it, right? you put the other person first and there's um, a resolution there or there's, right, some sort of fulfillment um, from that. And so we also know when we're experiencing extreme anxiety, like you said, right, we're told, okay, not just go about your day, but to find that peace from Jesus. And I don't think we always know what that means. It's not, it doesn't always make sense to us, but the more we experience it for ourselves, I think the more it should drive us to want to do it again and yeah. hopefully make it easier. Yeah, one of the cool things about, I love Matthew eleven twenty to 30. It's one of my favorite verses. Um, there's a really good book by Ray Ortland, or it's either Ray Ortland or Dane Ortland. They are related, and I'm trying to remember which one wrote this particular book. We will link it in the show notes. It's called Gentle and Lowly. Oh, that book. And one of the things he mentions in the book, which is so cool, is that the only time Jesus ever describes who he, uh, something about himself mm. in scripture is when he says this, I am gentle and lowly. Oh, that's so, interesting. so now you're, you're still going to find place in scripture where he says like, I am the bread of life. Right. I am this, but that's, Jesus isn't bread, right? right. Jesus is not salt. Like I'm the salt, you know, I, I, none of these things. Those are describing something greater, something that we can understand. And obviously this is not the only time where we see a truth about Jesus. Like we know because of what Jesus has done that he's patient. We know that he's just, mm-hmm. but you will never find, you won't find in scripture where he says, I am just, I am patient, right. I am love. We know these things about him, but the only time where he says, I am one of these adjectives is gentle and lowly. And I think that's something Whoa. really important to understand about our savior is that he is the one who provides these things. And when you were talking about that, it reminded me, going back to that definition, right? The real key issue here is as Christians, how do we look at self-care versus the, how the world looks at this or how do we look at rest? And it says in the worldly def- in the definition that you would just find on the internet, um, an act uh, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well being. Right. The flip side of that is, why not as believers? Why not put that control in the one who created us, who knows yeah, us better good. than we know ourselves, and who actually knows what kind of rest, rejuvenation, and restoration we actually need? Yeah, that's Jesus, and that's yeah. the whole big difference. That's great. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, right? The definition literally says taking an active role in protecting your yeah. well-being. And as Christians, most of the time, and take us taking an active role or what that actually means is us surrendering to the Lord, yeah, right? Allowing to him the, to... We need be, to take the passive role on this one and <laughs> yeah. let Jesus take the active role. because Jesus, take the wheel. Yes, Jesus, take the wheel. Who sang that? Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood. Thank you, Carrie, for that theological truth. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Um, so we talked a little bit about all this, but okay, so let's flip it around. What are some actual practical ways that 
we can practice self-care or leisure or this rest as a Christian. Because, right, we, we don't want to... You had a great metaphor there. We don't want to just put the Band-Aid on it, right? right. That is not going to do anything, right? If you're in a, if you run fishing in a boat and the boat has a hole in it, like, you could probably slap some like tape on it for like 30 seconds and like okay we're, we're good and then it's just gonna start sinking again like you need to take the boat out of the water it needs to go to a shop and it needs to be repaired completely and so i think let's think about this as, as a christian would we need to spend time enjoying things um the things of god like having him give us rest and i think of a number of things we can do to fulfill this and some of this is what we talked about a little bit a couple weeks ago yeah. one of them gathering as a, as a body of believers gathering in the church what a better time is there a better time to find rest when you are surrounded by godly men and women who are seeking the lord and you're hearing from the word of god the words of god from a preacher who is shepherding your heart pastoring your heart and you are receiving that you are worshiping in song you are greeting one another. You are in this biblical community where you can share in each other's joys and you can also share in each other's sufferings. That is a restful thing. And if what I just said does not sound restful to you, it's, it's kind of going back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's likely you're not experiencing authentic biblical community. And yeah. if that's the true, like, I'm so sorry. Um, I've been there. It's not fun. But when you are experiencing biblical community... Something like that is just pure rest. It's yeah, pure rejuvenation. Sundays are really busy for people in ministry. And, you know, mm-hmm. just someone like me who's newly entered into ministry, um, whether I'm teaching or preaching or just greeting people, talking with other people, it is physically exhausting. Yeah. But, at the end, and I probably said this to you multiple times, like I feel physically drained, like I need a nap. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel spiritually renewed. And it's just, it's weird. But that's one way I think we can enjoy the things of God, practice self-care as a Christian. I think of reading the word. Um, We have the revealed word of God, the way God speaks to us in a written form. We have it. I bet you everyone has a copy of the Bible in their house. I bet you non-believers have a copy of the Bible in their house. It's just just how it is. Bibles are everywhere, and we have God's word with us. Um, I think of like small group, being in community, being in a, a more intimate setting than church where we can Share, again, sufferings, joys, what's going on in our lives, how can we pray for you, um, being able to just fellowship, share a meal. It doesn't have to be Bible study, Bible study, Bible study for you to have a, a, yeah. an authentic biblical community in small in a small group setting. Like Christians, uh, Christians have better reason than anyone to just have fun. To A bunch of Christians can gather together and go do something, that, like go bowling or something. I don't know why bowling was a thing yeah, that came funny. to my mind. Go bowling and have fun. And it doesn't have, that could be a biblical thing. Right? Yeah. You could be resting. The word wasn't opened. Does that mean you guys were, might as well be like what the world does? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> that, whoever says that is, that's just not true. Like Christians should have fun. Christians should celebrate. Christians should do all these things. And they can be all done in the context of rest. Yeah. And then I also think of like your work. Our hope, you know, our, my hope for you is that you guys are, whoever's listening to this, does something that they love. Um, and work was not designed to just be easy. You know, work is hard, yeah. right? Um, but I think if we are doing something we love, if we're doing something that we love and we're honoring the Lord with how we do it, it could be something that brings us rest. Yeah. Um, and there's so many things, like we said, let's, let's go down the other list, right? Having a spa day, 
you know, yeah. pulling out a face mask, well, like going you were to the saying, movies. None like, of these things are bad. Yeah, like you were saying too, like after church, you're like, sometimes I feel like I need a nap. Okay, so yeah. take a nap. Like, yeah. we're not saying We can continue that- <laughs> this list as Christians. Christians can go get a massage, go to the spa, spend a day at the pool, go to the beach. I've never been to a spa. I wonder if it's actually as relaxing as people say it is. No, not to go to the spa. I you know, know like that sounds relaxing. Get a get a face mask or something and watch TV. Yeah. Light your favorite candle that smells good. None of these things are bad things, but yeah. when you're looking at those to be those band-aids to remove you from the world for a moment and just kind of get that release, you're taking care of yourself into your own hands instead yeah. of putting it back into the hands of the one who created you and said, "Come to me, I know what's best for you and I will give you rest." Yeah. That's the big thing. My favorite thing to do is to combine those lists, right? So if we have a list that's like going to church, reading the Bible, being with small group or work, and then we have another list that we would say maybe are some worldly self-care things that as Christians we still want to do, like lighting candles or doing a spa or eating food or taking a nap. I like to combine those things Like having together. a spa at church. <laughs> no, is that what you're saying? No, like... That would, maybe we should try that. (laughs) Probably not. But like when I read my Bible in the morning, it's really relaxing and fruitful and peaceful to me if I can wake up, get my glass of water, get my coffee, get my breakfast, whatever, get a candle, and then sit down and read my Bible. I don't know if you've seen that like meme. I think I saw it on Instagram where I was like, guys, when they, like men, when they read their Bible in the morning and they just like, flip open their bible and read it and then like put it away and then it's like women when they read their bible and they like go to the table with like a coffee cup a <laughs> water bottle a whole set of highlighters of crayons yeah, exactly. with a sharpener on the back <laughs> yeah but like i really do think there's ways as christians like maybe this is just for women i don't know there's ways as christians where okay like maybe put some more time and thought into the things that we would say are like things of god that are spending time with god that are spending time with your community like and do it in a way that's still fun for you and yeah. relaxing. Like, I don't know, making a meal together or like we just I just texted my friends and said, Can I pick you up something from the bakery this weekend? Right? Yeah. Like do things that are like fun for you that also are fulfilling to the yeah. Lord. Uh, to to kind of sum a lot of what we've been saying up, if you're a Christian and you're thinking about this issue of self care. The, the best way I can think of to look at it is, do you want actual rest mm-hmm. or do you want relief? Yeah. You know, maybe I shouldn't get into my, my views of the chiropractic practice, but... <laughs> well, I've never heard you, I heard you talk okay, about this. Chiropractic, being a chiropractor, right? It gives you relief. If your back hurts, you can go to the chiropractor oh, and you can get relief. Yeah. You can have pain and it will go away. The chiropractor is not there to solve their issues. Oh, I got you. For the most part, yeah. and I'm not, I don't think we have any chiropractors listening to this. For the most part, the do, chiropractor is not, yeah, for the most part, a chiropractor is not someone who you go to, to have a problem with your back or or whatever. Right. And that problem will go away. Yeah, you go to. There might be, there's some, probably something, a, a deeper issue, right? And you can go back and get the relief over and over and over again, right? Every time your back hurts, you can go to the chiropractor. And they do that. They have you come like three times a week. And I'm not trying to slam that practice, right? If you're a chiropractor, great. I don't know anything about that complicated field. I do know, though, that that is not... You, you, there's very few instances where you go to the chiropractor once and you're not ever going back to the chiropractor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want actual rest... <laughs> don't go to the chiropractor. No. If you want actual rest for your soul... You need to seek Jesus. 
because he's the only one who can provide that. And it's as simple as praying, Lord, teach me how to rest. Lord, please provide me with peace and rest because whatever I've been doing in my life is not, is not me. It's not adding up. It's not coming close to what I know you can provide. And maybe you'd have to just be honest with the Lord. I don't, I'm not experiencing rest in you. Help me. Oh yeah, that's good. The Lord already knows your heart and he would love to hear from you that you are struggling with this issue, but you know where the real rest is coming from. It's yeah. from Jesus. Yeah. One of my else. One of my sixth grade classes this week asked me, this week, they love to ask questions that age, but they were asking me, well, why is it important that we pray to God how we're feeling if he already knows, right? I think that's one of our questions that we go back to as Christians sometimes. Mm-hmm. Whether we're young or we're old, sometimes we still have that question. And the reality is that the Lord wants to hear from you. Also, it's really, really helpful to talk to somebody about what you're doing, okay? Yeah. Like, when I'm, I don't really realize how I'm feeling or maybe what I'm going through until I start praying. And then when I do, I'm like, okay, Lord, didn't know I was upset about this. Or, okay, Lord, yeah. like, didn't know I was actually feeling this way towards you. Um, it can just help you in yeah. all those things. But. Exactly. I also think, too, like, there are certain things that God has given us in each of our lives, and this is different for everybody, um, that he's already calling you to do um, and prioritize. And so I had a professor at Moody who said this quote when we were talking about what it means to rest well or to, um, we were talking to about resting and then also like creating boundaries in our lives. And so if you look at the worldly definition of self-care, one of the things it says is like having boundaries, right? Which I think is very, very important. I'm not saying it's not. I think it's very important as a Christian to make sure. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other episode. That is a whole episode, right? Your marriage, your friendships, all these things that you have boundaries set in place, right? But this is what she said. The Lord is not going to call you to do things that take away from what he's already given you to steward. Okay, so what that means is God gives us things to steward in each of our lives. Um, If you're married, he's given you your marriage. Okay, so Matthew is a priority of mine that God has given me to steward. I would say my first priority outside of Jesus, right, would be your spouse. Also, kids, right? So we have a baby. Part of me, part of us, well, we're pregnant with a baby. We have a baby. Part of us (laughs) stewarding our time around our family now is we had to go to a doctor's appointment this morning, okay? So I had to come in late to work because part of what God has given me to steward is this baby so i need to go to the doctor when i when they are available to have me (laughs) and sometimes that means other things fall short right but also our job okay so if you are given a job part of what you're called to do is steward that job and take time out of your schedule to be there at your job maybe you're in ministry maybe you serve at your church okay maybe you have certain friendships or family members that god has given you to steward those relationships right now and i think when we're setting up boundaries or when we're trying to say as Christians, okay, I need to take care of myself, what we want to do is we want to cut one of those priorities out or one of those things that God has given us out and say, I don't have time for my spouse today. I need to take care of myself. And really what we see as Christians is when we're stewarding those things in order of what God has given us, Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier and easier to find time for yourself and find rest in those things. So if I'm prioritizing our marriage, hopefully what that means is I feel rested when I'm with you, right? Hopefully if I'm prioritizing our marriage, if we're having a fight, I don't feel stressed to be with you. I feel like I have the ability to talk to you and communicate about that so that we can have rest in our marriage, right? Mm. And so the Lord isn't going to call you to say, you need to do this today. 
when that's taking away from all the other things he's already given you to steward. I would say if you feel like that's happening, really, really consider what do you think the Lord is calling you to do? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like I could talk about that for a long time, but does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Okay. Well, I feel like we kind of was maybe a shorter one. Maybe not. I don't know. But either way, I think the challenge for this week um, was really just find one way this week to rest well. So maybe that means you take a nap. Okay? Maybe after work <laughs> you need a nap. I know being pregnant, I need a rest physically way more than I ever have. Okay? But what we're not saying is... Guys, <laughs> Ileana is trying to make it sound like she didn't nap all the time before. That is just not true. I didn't. Eliana nap. loves naps. Did I? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, I do not like falling asleep in the middle of the day. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. so annoying. <laughs> it's oh, so it's annoying. <laughs> it is. God is forcing you to rest. Yeah, he is really. God does that. So, anyways, but really, what we're not saying is don't read a book, don't do a face mask, don't go to the movies. Okay, we're not saying any of those things, but just consider like, is there a way you can find rest? Maybe doing that with a church community or doing that um maybe with your spouse or doing it in a different way than you would before that can be honoring to the lord so i would say especially i don't know why i'm focused on this but i would say especially for married couples like there is times in marriage obviously where you need to do something by yourself right it can be most loving to matthew i work out all the time Like, I need to get out of the house. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it can be, like, it can be loving to you if I take time to, I don't know. I don't know why I can't think of anything. It can be loving to me for you to go take time to work out. One, because I know that you enjoy doing that. You're taking care of yourself, right? But also, if that's going to release tension or energy for you, right, and you come back and you're able to, I don't know, relax more at home, that's peaceful to me, right? So there are things you can do by yourself, but... (laughs) I would say really if you like bowling <laughs> but if you tend to don't go bowl by yourself okay please. well i'm just really thrown off every time you bring up bowling because in this part of the country if people don't know this people who don't live here don't know this they don't bowl the same it's like small mean? miniature bowling no 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 so yeah they have that here but that's not like other places no but it doesn't replace the fact so we live in maryland <laughs> and one of the things that's popular here, and it's popular in a lot of other places, but it's popular is duck pin bowling, which is mini. It's miniature. It looks like kid. But that bowling. doesn't that doesn't replace the fact that bowling's here. That's just like they also have that. But it's I a, feel like okay, I feel like when people talk about it, when I look up places to go bowling, it's like all that way. Oh, is that wrong? We oh. haven't gone bowling since we moved here, so I don't know why I think it's I know of, all this. A lot of bowling leagues in this area. We live in a very small town, and the fact that there's one bowling alley is impressive. <laughs> I guess bowling is a small town thing. But we did go axe throwing. We did go axe throwing. Okay, before we finish this podcast, we need to tell you guys something. Talking about rest. So we got, we got together. Oh, this is a great thing to do. This, this is, is perfect. a great example. We got together with two of our friends, and we decided this is part of Ileana's birthday week. And yes, I say week because we did something every day, but it was fun. I'm not saying Only that like it was. Only because you wanted to do that yeah, for me. Not I one of the things we did, though, is we went axe throwing. Ileana has always, she used to always like see something on Instagram. and Like, oh, I want to go axe throwing. And then she hasn't talked about it for probably like six months. But I remembered it. And I was like, oh, she will love this. And I've never been. And the two people we brought, they've never been. So we all had a great time. We all learned how to do it. But we went to this place, and we were just throwing axes at a wooden (laughs) wall, and it was so much fun. It was really fun. We had a lot of fun, and we got to rest. We enjoyed fellowship with friends. They brought cupcakes. Yeah. We had pizza before. It was great. 
Yeah, that was so fun. Oh, I want to do that again. We can do that. Duck pin bowling and uh, no, axe throw. Axe throw. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, that's the challenge. Do something with community or with by yourself, but something that's honoring to the Lord and yeah. gives you rest at the same time. I just want to close with the verse that we already read earlier because I think it's just kind of sums up this whole idea of where we find our rest and it's Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 um, it says come to me all who all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke and learn from me because I am gentle and lowly at heart and you will find rest for your souls so our hope and our prayer over these next two weeks between now and the next podcast is that you guys can truly find rest not something that just puts a band-aid over whatever you're going through in your life but something that actually restores your soul and at the end of the day it's jesus christ mm-hmm. so we hope you guys like the podcast sorry it came out a couple days late we were resting not really we're just busy um, and we look forward to seeing you guys in two weeks mm-hmm.